Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 9. Hosted by myself, The Last Skeptic. Today's episode features the incredible artist Ruben Dangor and my good friend Ashley James. As always, there's fuckloads of swearing in this. We get really, really drunk. It's on the dull read, it's unfiltered, it's only a little bit edited, and that's for your own safety. Big shout out to Seb White for recording the show. Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners at home, all you crazy motherfuckers, this is episode nine, episode nine of the Thanks for Trying podcast with myself, The Last Skeptic, and very special guests, Ruben Dangor and Ashley James. Yeah. Yes, that was a really robust clapping spree for a small amount of people today, but I enjoyed it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to you first, Ruben Dangor. How are you doing, man? What the fuck's going on? I haven't seen you in ages, and it's upset me. I'm not gonna lie. I oh, know. I miss you. I do miss I you. Do miss you too. Like the deserts miss the rain. <laughs> Classic lyric that you've just made up clearly off the top of the dome. Um, for people that don't know, because you know, like I've, I, I haven't seen you since everything's kicked off, really. But things have kicked mm. off. Which is fucking amazing. Like, it's, it's so sick for you. Like, it's, it's sick. Very kind. So you started off humble beginnings, you know, sketching me. Humble beginnings. You know, sketching me. Sketching making, my... Drawing me so much, you know, it's great. And you've been doing grime portraits. Tell, tell mm. everyone out there right now about your grime portraits. How it started, because that's what I'm fascinated about. Uh, how did it start? It started from being a fan, mainly, yeah. of grime. Yeah. And then, like, late last... Yeah, late last year, it was clear that there was basically a kind of a bit of a resurgence in grime and a whole new audience who were tuning in and, and, and enjoying it and loving it. And I wanted to pay homage to the people who I felt when I was growing up, who were the, because I'm a bit older, basically people like Wiley, Skepta and Dizzy, D-Double, people who, when I was in school, were doing big things and, and just paying homage to them yeah. so that there was a bit of like heritage yeah. if you like you know like an ancestry of grime so painting them like you would paint an old oil painting i guess like, so like regal like all of the, the fucking yeah like yeah old exactly. royalty something like that you'd fine. hang over your your fireplace in your country estate i guess i, I, I love the fact that it's, it's a juxtaposition isn't it and i'm sure loads yeah. of wanky fucking you know you've been interviewed hard, everywhere and so you've had lots to, of wanky yeah, questions it's hard about not that. to come off as a wanky guy but it's basically grime is a very 
British art form. Yeah. And that kind of particular way of showing the British, I guess it's kind of, it's quite a British way of, if you went into a British country home, if you like, yeah. you'd, you'd have those sort of, it's just a twist on yeah. British norms, I guess. I don't know. It's quite fun. I don't, I, I, yeah, I hate, I hate saying it all. Thought Stormzy took one on tour, man. Come on he now. did. Yeah, that was That's mad. sick. I really want to see mad. your paintings now. You must have seen them. Like I will have done, but I didn't. I didn't like do any research. I just came in blind. Well, I didn't do any. Re- well, we meant she to do research. Yeah, you're supposed to. Re- you didn't do research. I didn't you didn't know. get the dossiers. I, I researched some alcohol and I bought some, but That's I don't really know what nice that is. Even. I'm researching alcohol as we speak. Whoa! <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate in, that. Yeah, it's good. Now, uh, how are you, Ashley? Yeah, I'm alright. Good. What's going on with DJing? Yeah, I'm not as good as you. <laughs> Stop it. No one is. Um, but no, that's fine. But so, some quite, quite sick thing happened today. Okay. So I DJ with Charlotte to call. We're called the Bittersweet DJs. We were called something else, but we were told it was shit. So we had what, to... What was, your, <laughs> what was the last name? I came up with it. I thought Go it was on. pretty good. It was Pick and Mix. Pick and Mix. Because pretty good. we're pretty sweet. But I was told it was shit. And um, even Charlotte kept calling us Little Mix. And I was like... <laughs> So uh, now we're bittersweet because <laughs> okay. I'm I'm obviously very sweet. And Converse sent us some customised bittersweet Converse. I feel like we made it now. Wow, I haven't heard of Converse. What do they do? I don't know really. I think it's an alcohol. Um, so wait, you. So what's your what's your sets like? Because you you haven't been DJing for too long, but it's been like a, it must have been about a year or well, so I've now DJed, since I met you. I learned I learned to DJ like maybe four years ago, but. Mm kind of half-heartedly yeah not half-heartedly but like the guy that was teaching me didn't i won't say who he is but he couldn't really explain <laughs> it so i'd be like all right flash. so what does this one do and he'd be like oh like oh i don't really know how to explain that's it that's a but- clue who speaks like <laughs> yeah. that do <laughs> voice identification uh, now listeners. Like that? <laughs> so um yeah it didn't really like kick off and then i don't know i just actually do you know what it is a company messaged me saying, do you DJ? We'd love to book you. It was paid gig. So I went, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, I better, better pick that one back up. And uh, I mean, it kind of made sense because I have my radio show on Hoxton Radio. And um, yeah, so I started DJing. Well, that's, that's the thing is that I can't, you know, as much as I hate like models turned DJs, is I can't fault you because you actually is, have I was, a great selection of, of songs. Yeah, and the thing is, I was never really a model. Like I tried to be, but I never really got booked and I, I definitely never dieted. So I think I was always a little bit, I'm not saying I'm fat because I'm not, but by model standards, I was certainly no like model shape. Hmm. So I think I actually started on radio when I was 16, but it was like work experience yeah. stuff, did it at uni. And then I tried, I always tried to model, but like didn't really get booked ever. And then um, it was after I kind of made a bit of a name for myself yeah. doing other things that then Which modeling, we don't talk about. We don't talk about. Oh, it's like the Voldemort, it's oh, like the Voldemort yeah. of the room. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so then I started getting like modeling offers. So I was like, oh my God. Sick. Finally, I can call myself Realize a model. My I had like, that was all I ever wanted because no, no, I was always like, yeah, I never got booked. And it's then, a bullshit um, industry. I mean, like, like, mo- like all, yeah, all of them. All of do you know what it is? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Like, so a few years ago when, like back to the DJ and a few years ago, because I had never DJed and it was off the back of being on TV that someone said you should DJ to like, because you know, you can make money from it. I was mm. like, I can't really see myself as a DJ, which... I think it's just because it was like a thing I hadn't really thought of. And mm. I personally mm. judge a lot of people that 
I'm, I'm sure it annoys you that yeah. go through a TV show or get a platform and suddenly they're oh, like, whoa, we're DJs. Yeah. Whereas, um, like doing my radio show, like, I've always loved music anyway. And like mm. with my radio show, I kind of had like, I guess like a newfound, not newfound appreciation, but I saw music as more of a like, rather than it just being... I don't even know how to describe it, but basically, I was I actually became like fascinated. You gave a shit and, about it, yeah. Mm. So rather than being like a fan of music, mm. I saw it from a more like professional angle. So I was mm. like, all right, I'm gonna pick up this DJ thing. Yeah. And like, I'm not gonna say I'm like good, but I've always had like a good musical ear. I actually did all my yeah. grades for singing when I was younger, so Sick. I understand like the beats and the music yeah. and I, I picked it up quite quickly I'm still learning like yeah. all the fancy I mean it's not a job interview I, you know, it's, it's, I believe <laughs> you Grace Six singing because I do it with Charlotte M. DeCarl again because I do everything with her um, apart from <laughs> sexual things which is a shame because we would be the perfect couple otherwise perfect couple. Um, yeah so I do a lot of like grime Afrobeats R&B yeah, and wicked. Charlotte's like a 90s garage girl yeah. so no, it's a dream team. it like works between us apart from when we argue over because uh, I fucking hate some 90s songs and she, mm. I, I bring up the vibe and then she yeah. fucking kills it with some 90s uh. <laughs> but it's yeah. good though because it works because most like other people do like her music so you know I, I never like I said I never really have an issue with um, people that aren't DJs learning to DJ and wanting to DJ because if they fucking love it I don't really care you know what I mean I always said this I did this article on the Metro last year that I put about and it was it was like top fucking what eight things that like every DJ, every DJ knows to be true. And it was like me just being fucking bitter and angry, like, you know, all of this shit. But, you know, of just being like, please don't dance behind me in the booth. Like, I don't fucking want you there. Like, A all girl of this came shit. and snogged Requests. me behind the booth um, on Thursday night. It's pretty good. Fucking hell. She came up and was like, I like your music. She was really hot. But so I just, I don't know. I was a bit like, I don't know why, but I went, I like your face. How do and I get off went, my case? And then Snogger. she just came behind the deck. <laughs> just get her away from me. And then she came behind the deck and snogged me. And Charlotte was like, all right, she's about to mix. Can you get back? <laughs> <laughs> and later, later on, Charlotte told me that she just got a bit jealous. Oh, bless wow. her. Bless her. Big up Charlotte DeCarl. Actually, a, lot of, a lot of weird shit happens when you DJ. Like the, the worst is the, well, it's the requests, as I'm sure you know. Like I've had... Yeah, I was going to so ask about the requests. up things like... I'm out of this loop. I'm the requester. Oh no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, there's a certain personality yes, like trait. There's a personality trait for people that make requests. You know what I mean? Because essentially, it's saying you, you doing your job over there. You're doing it wrong. Okay. And me, who has no experience in what everyone in this room wants, it will do it better than you. My what I know in my head is better than what you're doing right now. Like, so I just keep thinking, like, you know what? One day. I'm going to go to your job tomorrow and I'm going to go up to your desk where you're typing mm. and fucking doing an Excel sheet. I'm going to stand next to you and I go, sorry, sorry, mate. Um, actually, I think you're doing that wrong. I had a guy, I literally played one song. I played one song and the guy came up to me. Have you got any bashment? Classic. I went, uh, no, not really. You don't know what bashment is? No, I know what it is. You don't know what bashment is? No, I, I do know what it is. So can you put some on? I, I mean, I don't have any. Well, what kind of a DJ are you? Oh not not a bashment one. That. Not a bashment oh one, clearly. God. Not a bashment DJ, yeah. I've, like, I've, been, I've been violent towards people before the requests. I'll just go a bit crazy. I'm like, I take it so personally. I'm like, how dare you tell me how to do my job? But the word, the, the, when I have no patience for people, there was this one girl that came up to me and was like, uh, can you play something newer? Wow, like, that is vague. Like, okay, that is really vague. <laughs> I was playing something quite new as well, that. right? Yeah, no, I, I just, I mean, DJing is wonderful and it's a great, I think that's what I said in the article is that 
I should stop complaining mm. and just be happy that I get to play music to a club full of people. Yeah. Um, you know, and one, one thing actually I was, I was thinking about a, a DJ gig that I did quite some time ago that you were at Ruben. I was maybe, uh, when we threw a party for the being a dickhead's cool. <laughs> Do, have you, have you, have you ever seen that video being a dickhead's cool? You must have seen bell, it. But you know, I it's can't. a song. It's a you know Seb must have heard must have heard this. It's you know like it's it's a it's a song basically breaking down. What year was this, Ruben? Two thousand and ten. Two thousand and ten. Two thousand eleven. A YouTube clip where uh, it's a song about people moving to London uh, and becoming hipsters, right? Mm. And it's a, a, a really incredible <laughs> song. You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah, you and Raj, and you put we put did the thing in the Queen of Hoxton. Queen of Hoxton. Amazing, uh, yeah. If you haven't, anyone at home, if you haven't seen, I mean, it's oh, on what? Right. How many views is on? Like thirty million or something it's ridiculous. It's quite a lot of millions lot of, of millions. views. It's got shared. But Will Self wrote an article about it. Jesus Christ! It's weird. It's so weird. And Ruben, along with our friend Raf Riley, Raff made Riley. this song up, together. Raff, incredible producer Raf Riley, uh, works with mm. Diplo and 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 all sorts. And the two of them together made this song being a dickhead's cool which is now like the the you know this this thing that's been committed to history plastician actually messaged me like two days ago about it he was like mate i i didn't know that was you and it's a weird one it's it's a a completely yeah i completely forgot we threw the thing at queen and you had a supermarket sweep That's what I remember about. <laughs> How do you not remember performing that yeah. song with a live band? <laughs> we did we did that at Lovebox. What? With a, like a seven piece live band. It was mad. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was pretty mad. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. it was a sick party. But that song like, yeah. you know, that song was six years later, it's still got a life. Um, <laughs> sorry, before I, just gonna, yeah. I want to go down mad. memory lane. Um, actually, t- t- talk to me about Grime. Because you, t- you, t- you show me shit about Grime. What would you like me to talk about? Um, how, 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 why are you so into grime? Do you know what? It's proper weird. So I went to school in the Lake District, which is obviously like the grime hotspot. The grime, yeah, yeah, that's where grime, co- <laughs> that's where grime, grime is born. From, right? um, grime and Mark Owen, <laughs> and now it was actually the um, Dizzy Rascal, obviously, um, when he came out with Fix Up Like Sharp, and I just remember like the first time I heard it, I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is like the literally like mm, obviously the, the, there wasn't really anything like it before," yeah. and. I used to love it so much. So then from there, I just kind of like, I've always been a bit of a nerd when it comes to music. So if I like a song, I spend a lot of time researching and like, it's easier now because you've got Spotify and stuff. But back then you'd have to like- Go to the library. Go, yeah, go wait, wait till your parents weren't on the, <laughs> when your parents, two parents didn't need yeah, the, the phone line. <laughs> dial up. <laughs> In between being on a messenger. You can use the phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Napster. But yeah, so that's kind of like, I guess when I first like found love for it, but obviously there wasn't really a scene and mm. people didn't really like come up to that part of the world. Yeah. Um, but it was actually him. And I know that it's, um, you wouldn't call it grime, but another rapper that I got really into is a Carla. Mm. Um, yeah. So that kind of is where my love for it started. And then um, I don't know, I always liked it since then, but since moving to London, like 10 years ago, that's obviously where I could get more yeah. Yeah. Like, into the scene. And then, um, when I started my radio show on Hoxton, I actually didn't do a lot of grime because I was like, I just didn't think this sounds like it sounds a bit silly, but because I wasn't known for being 
having that knowledge I didn't really think that I could do a show around mm. that mm. and then it was only when I moved in with Charlotte because I'm going to talk about her every time I talk um, that when I moved in with her and she listened to what I always listened to which yeah. was obviously like more like grime music she was like why don't you play this on your radio show I was like oh I just don't think that my fan base or whatever would want to listen to it yeah and um, then I realized I didn't even have a fan base so it's quite easy to <laughs> do what I wanted and then um like from there yeah I've had like people come into the show and like you said I, I spent because I was still researching a mm. lot of things I um, like discover loads of like cool you've had, new you've had talent. a lot of sick people on, on the show as well like up and coming as well as established yeah so I've had like Chip um, yeah nice <laughs> uh, Merkston my mate Merkston yeah, we did a sound clash um, he's like one of my best mates actually now and um, I'm in his new music video alongside sick. Arnold Cheng which is coming out um, either next week or the week after so it's pretty sick it's really amazing B Dot shot it and it's black and white like it's such a sick video so I'm really excited for him for that track to come out I think yep. it's going to be a really good track for him I've had like Bugsy I love Afrobeat music as well and I got in an Uber the other day and the guy was like maybe 60 and he was playing Patarankin and I was like oh I love Patarankin I'd love to see him live and he, then we had like this huge conversation because he was like how on earth do you know about Afrobeat music yeah. so yeah I mean, I don't really. I can keep talking about. No, no, you should. You, yeah, no, but, are you going to go on? A, you should go on an Afrobeat discovery. Well, actually, so next summer I'm going to go on a um, DJ tour of Excellent. Ghana and Nigeria. Sick. Because I'm, I'm, I can't speak for Ghana, but I know that the grime scene in Nigeria is quite big as well. So mm. I can't want to do like an Afrobeat well, grime got so many set. Stars that are from there. And kind of where do you want to take it? What's the what's the what's the next what's the next step? Because you 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 are championing like new talent as well, which is something I always kind of yeah. big people up for. You know, you know? It's weird. So my ex has a um, an agency and they represent a lot of um, like grime artists, and they actually um, took on quite a few people off me saying, "Oh, you should check these people out." Mm, so they mm. look after like Big Tobes now, and um, I can't even remember who else. And then like the rapper from Baltimore, a guy called Take Bang. Mm -hmm. um, I think I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean. I guess I must have a good ear for it, but I think yeah. it's more the fact that I spend so much time. Like I'm still that nerd that just spends so much time yeah, looking for yeah, new music. That's the, that's the best way to do it. Like be you always kind of you always be a nerd. Always be always a nerd. Be, there's, yeah, there's an acronym in that somewhere. Um, and are you getting a lot, of, Ruben? Are you getting a lot of people hitting you up, going, "Okay, so you've uh, <laughs> so you've drawn all the greats, you know, no, Skepta, Stormzy, yeah, the yeah. Last Skeptic. You know, you've done, you've done all these wonderful people." <laughs> I do, I do get, it is, yeah. Or like, here's a picture of my children. Can can you draw them? No. It's like, I, don't, I don't know if I can. Wow. Because oh, they're ugly. Like, I, but no, no, yeah. It's just kind of, yeah. It's kind of, kind of, I don't know. It's a weird one. It is a weird one. Is the it because the kids are ugly? The, it's the equivalent of the DJ request. Yeah. It is kind of mad. But um, no, it's good, man. It's it, it's It's lovely. It's lovely to be like, to have that kind of accompanying thing of like being part of, mm. I guess you could call it the grime scene. Yeah. But with art where it's yeah. not, it's not just, it's not like music on its own. It's, it's the culture. Do you know what I mean? Mm. How we, a lot of people talk about like hip hop having a culture. There's like so clearly a culture with grime. Yeah. And You're like, like Jacob the jeweler for. Um, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But that would be great if I was. Shout out to anyone who gets that reference out there listening to the podcast. Tweet me the if watch, you do. The watch. Everyone knew about the watch. Everyone. But then also like with, from the kind of type of art that it is, bringing grime into places where 
you might not have it. Like the Tate, the Tate Gallery was mm. the first time where the whole collection was shown, the Tate Britain. And that was ridiculous because yeah, it ended up with a bunch of 16 year olds just in there smoking weed but yeah. it was still weird that was it it. Was, we, we spoke about that when uh, Asim Chibadi G was on the uh, yeah, corrupt, po- yeah. podcast um, and because Corrupt did you yeah amazing yeah. amazing and, um, big up talking big about Asim, how they riot, yeah. rioted in, in Tate Britain yeah it was it was nuts. unbelievable and it was that felt like a moment for me definitely yeah. in my in whatever I'm doing yeah having but like it's that kind of thing where a lot of those kids who are in there probably wouldn't on a casual one just drop into the Tate Britain or you know and so to be in there and have kids looking at art and taking pictures and having that thing of like where you're because I remember being young and going to art galleries and mm. and it kind of going over my head of course yeah that same. makes sense and that's and, me now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no but, tr- but it's true like same because we don't relate to a lot of it you know yeah because what's there for them in, yeah. in terms of in terms of the art and like you know if you're looking at it, it's kind of rich old white guys basically yeah. and the nice thing is that you know these kids were the ones who knew so mm. they would be in there and they'd be able to see these these yeah. pieces and they'd be the ones who'd pick up all the little details pick up all the little references the grime and things like that and that was wicked and and to just get a new audience into a gallery yeah. for me yeah that's amazing is is wicked it was so yeah. so good yeah. even though it nearly got shut down <laughs> by the security guys it was still it was great and um i will n- honestly like it was yeah it's kind of overwhelming very very overwhelming that, that that even happened you've have you exhibited you've exhibited since right yeah there you... was an amazing one in leeds where um because basically hattie collins mm-hmm. and olivia rose they they released a book quite recently called this is grime that's right big up hattie big up hattie what a legend she's yeah, been she's, she's been pioneering grime with of course she's like for anyone who doesn't know check her out she's yeah. like a she's incredible a journalist human being yeah, yeah. hattie is sick yeah and uh, yeah, they, they made a book called This Is Grime and they basically set about f- like photographing everyone who mm. is involved with the scene at the moment, which is awesome. I got, I got photographed by Olivia, Ooh. which is awesome, which is sick. And, but what's so good is like just the, it kind of feels like now there's this whole, it's like people are proud of it in a way that I don't think they were in sort of the early 2000s. No. No. And it was always seen as this kind of like the weird cousin of of hip hop, which yeah. I, it's not even related to hip hop no. in, in so many ways. And I think no. that that's why it's so good. It's like this, it's like we've got ownership over it and you've got all these American artists kind of, it's not even co-signing. It's like they mm. are the ones who are kind of <laughs> begging. They want to be a part they of it. They want to be part of it. Of yeah, exactly. Which is so, so cool. And um, yeah, so to to play like a really small tiny part in that is 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 wicked like well it's a, quite it's quite a big part really because it's it's it, it it's it's part of the solidification of 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 it being part of our modern mm. uh culture of of the yeah. you know of of this weird bricolage of our time that that, that bricolage that, big up sorry you know what i mean <laughs> someone did a sociology degree <laughs> come on now <laughs> um but yeah no like it's it it, it really is it's it's it, yeah, it, it solidifies it. It makes it that no, so good. It makes Mate, it. It's, I'm like I'm so proud of where this is now. It's unbelievable and like to have because uh, what I think is nice is now is it, it doesn't just feel like the music side of mm. it, but it's like a it's like a culture in the set. In would you 
um, do a portrait of Drake because of his uh, <laughs> newfound yeah, contribution. Do you know what? It's not. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I had thought about it. I had thought about, it, but to get to get that Instagram post, yeah, mate. Fuck I've it, had. Bro. I'm not even gonna lie. Go on. I've had little. Like, I've had likes. I've come had on likes. now, <laughs> Champagne Pappy. Like Champagne Pappy. Like, does he follow? There's no follow. He should no. follow. That's that's kind of even more flattering though, because he's actually had to go stalk you. It's not even like it just came up. Yeah. No, but Drake's it's uh. You, but he is officially a boy better no member, so I yeah, feel like is, you should is, do the is. portrait. Get that. No, no, let, no, no. Get that no, no. Instagram. He doesn't need. He. This is the thing. I, I kind of feel like, as much as you got a, you know. I like the fact that he loves it and the fact that he came out in like Stratford Rex or whatever it was with like yeah. Section Boys. That's, Village no, it was Village Underground. It was Village Underground, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that he did that was is great, but for me it's like he doesn't... It's it's about being proud of... Yeah, and it's not important. It's not important. He, you know, and also, Isn't that a great position to be in? Because back in the day, if I was like, okay, what's the equivalent of us in 99? All right, us in 99 if fucking Dame Dash... Or yeah, if, yeah. if cannabis liked one of our photos, I'd be like, but, oh shit, I'm doing it right. DMX likes me. You know what I mean? Although there wouldn't be, it would be dial up and there'd be no It'd be dial up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my God, DMX likes my forum post on the D12 fan page. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like it really happened. That is too detailed for... <laughs> it really did. No joke. I used to chat to Proof on the D12 forums. Oh, so rest proof. in peace, Proof. In peace. Like, it does happen. But no, you're right. We don't we don't need the cosigns because we have everything. No, this is what's so here. sick. Yeah. This is what I love is mm. that like right now it's like yeah, you you don't. There's no because before there was there, before mm. there was that kind of oh, I, I, people wanted the America. If you break America, then that's you set, and it's mm. kind of people are now finally realizing that you yeah, don't that it's need here, America. That it's here. You don't need America. You don't even no. need a label. No. It's like you can do it on your own. You Fuck can do label. it. It's brilliant. It's so good. And the scene is, you know, in a really healthy position. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah. who's the next one that you'd want to paint? Like one of your French girls? That's uh, a Titanic reference. I yeah, no, anyone pick up to, the Titanic. Just wanted to say that. Fits right in with the grime. It does. Just <laughs> seamlessly segued into it. Um, <laughs> No, there's there's a I lot. Like that, that noise you just made. It was great. Uh, uh, <laughs> be, that should be your DJ thing, like uh, when you. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, there, no, there's like a few. To be honest, it's kind of what's quite nice is it's like slowly expanding, mm. um, and there's like a you know there's like a Mike Skinner on in the works. Great. There's there's an Amy Winehouse on in the works wow. as well. You know, it's like it's taking kind of ownership of the, yeah. the British of musical movement as well as, but. For me, it all came from just being a fan. So yeah. That, so that's like that's the. the it. it's ba- it's I remember the first one you sent me. The, you sent me it before you I put did, it out. I did. I did. I did. I did. It's the first one I've done. Yeah. It's like, no, it's mad. It's mad. It's mad. And like you know, like to get someone like Skepta to post it on his Instagram or Stormzy to post it on his Instagram. And yeah. It's it's kind of. Yeah, it's wicked. It's lovely to... to Stormzy making his fucking Twitter pro- Twitter yeah, profile yeah, picture and shit cool. like that. It's, really, it's, great. it's great, it's great. So I'm very, you know, it's it's lovely to to have that kind of um, that reception. Yeah, and so, um, and, how, and you, you linked up with people just do nothing. I mean, I, I, know, yeah, I know how yeah. it happened, but, you, you know, ex- ex- explain it. Well, I think it's kind of, this is the beauty, I think for me it goes back to like, this is the beauty of having tools like Instagram, like mm-hmm. Twitter, and a lot of people give social media a lot of stick but really honestly it, that is how I've got every job 
that I've ever got. Wow. Like in so in so many ways. Like yeah. so it just comes of again being a fan. I, I remember watching the people just do nothing stuff on, on YouTube. I heard they were doing the stuff like stuff on, on BBC. Yeah. I watched the first kind of like pilot stuff and I heard they were getting a second series. So I just made a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like promo material. Promo almost. material, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I know what I do. I know what I do if I was going to promote this stuff. Yeah. So I made a bunch of uh, kind of episode artwork. Just It was just promoting series two. And then I put it out and then they were like, this is great. Yeah. And their manager got in touch. And now he's my manager, Sick. which is Sick. really good. <laughs> and yeah, I do like a lot of stuff for the boys. And, and just it... I guess it all comes from just from being in that that weird thing where like obviously people who are doing stuff are more reachable on the internet yeah. but then you if you're putting out stuff that's then good yeah. they can then see that so yeah. it's it, it's, I think, yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. It levels the playing field, basically. Like, a, the internet a, leveled, it leveled the playing field. So everyone can get their stuff seen. Everyone can get their stuff out there. And it's just like, if your idea strikes with the people who... I mean, like going back to that thing we were talking about, the, the, the Hattie Collins thing in, yeah. in Leeds. There was an exhibition in Leeds and Giggs was on stage yeah. with the picture that I... The portrait I did of Giggs. Sick. And that, from, you know, because... It's that reachable, like it's that that it's 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 really quick to 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 kind of kind of reach out and I don't know, but yeah, the people just do nothing thing is great. Those guys, like it's they're very much on my on my um I don't know what you call it like the same humor. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. it really well, also uh, growing up like people. that is uh, like when I was sixteen, I was in pirate radio stations yeah. trying to DJ and. I remember it, you know, it's so, so close to home yeah. that it's, it's, it's so accurate. Definitely. That's why that, I fucking love it. Yeah, like, it's you brilliant. know, having Grindr lo- and, yeah. and, you know, like Sipa and, and Asim on the show. Yeah, like, which is amazing like, that you had those guys on the oh, show. Of course, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. brilliant. Sick. So, sick. but like, big up gigs as well. Like, just obviously doing, do, you saying that, it's fucking incredible, dude, man. Like, yeah, if, man. Like, he's like the official gangster rapper of the UK. What like, a guy. The actual, he's like our, what? I don't want to do him injustice by saying 50 Cent, but you know what I mean yeah, when yeah, I say yeah. that? You know what I mean? Like no, because he's, he's, he's it's charisma all over and it's just yeah. the safest guy. And like, the happiest guy. Yeah, he's a very guy. good guy. So, so like, safe. I was living at uh, Glastonbury this year and he, I've never known someone to like just smile so mm. much. Yeah, that's where the name comes from. I know. Of Giggler. course you know that. Giggler. When he, he came here... Uh, to, we did that song with uh, Michael Payne and the, oh, he was just like the safest dude you can imagine yeah and also and when he did his ad libs that was probably one of the happiest oh. moments of my life yeah sorry cheese <laughs> cheese um so ash we were talking about like the social media uh kind of blessing but uh, blessing and a curse kind of both both sides of it you 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 know how i'm guessing you, you battle with it or you you have to exploit it or use it every day like all of us um yeah do you re- i reckon like I actually uh, would say, and this is like really sad confession that I suffer from like social media anxiety because I feel Mm. like it's so intertwined with my job Mm. and also the amount of followers I have is so intertwined with how much money I can make that it sometimes it gives me anxiety and a lot of the things I'd love to write, that I'm pretty like open and if anything, I'm too open and I should maybe just like reduce my output and focus on like my work a bit. But I, I have like a like random thoughts so I just put it out there but um, yeah I get like social media anxiety 
in terms of the pressure that you feel like you have to kind of perform and and, and be a a face on there no not to be a good face I'm cool with being myself but it's more that I just don't know what like my followers want and I think everyone wants something different and because in my industry or our industry it's so like I said like however many followers you have has such an impact on like Mm. the campaign deals you get how much money you make like it's huge so sometimes I panic so rather than just putting up what I want to put up there's like oh is this is it the right time to post is this the right content to post is this the right thing to post do I post too much should I not post but then if I don't post and do you know what I mean it's just like it's crazy but um I think like my worst social media moment was uh like back in the day, I was like a massive Aaron Carter fan. Do you remember? Oh, Have I told you this story? Well, I'm not sure, but I'm already cringing. So Aaron, Aaron Carter. Carter. <laughs> big up shout out to Aaron Carter. Big up. Blah, blah. New Ruben Dangor. No, no, no. Aaron we Carter don't like him anymore. He's coming soon. Forget the We don't like scene. him anymore. So basically. You don't, oh, we don't like we don't him anymore. Like him. It's yeah, not so coming Scrap the portrait. I, was, I think I was no. eight when I really liked him. Eight to ten. You never know, because I never told that one. You f- I found out. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. I was, I was just pretending to know, but no, great. Don't, don't lie. Sorry. Everyone loved him. That was a Everyone banger. loved him. Um, so, I got followed by Aaron Carter, like maybe about two years ago now, on Twitter. Okay, good. On Twitter. Okay, and fine. Not in real massive. life. I, I was like, it was as if, literally as if I was eight years old again, and I saw it flick up on my phone that Aaron Carter now follows you. And I just like lost it for a minute. So I followed back yeah. and then I got a DM from him no. and it Whoa, said, it's sliding hey, <laughs> hey, I'd love for you to come and see me on tour oh, right. with a link. I oh, didn't open the back. link yet. And I put, oh my God, Aaron. It was literally like eight years old. I was just got so excited for, for my eight year old self. I was like, oh my God, Aaron, thanks so much. Oh my God, I was, like, I was such a big fan. I'd love to come and see you on tour when you on. And then suddenly I got unfollowed and I clicked and it was basically an American tour day. And you know, sometimes people set up those auto DMs when you follow them. So basically I fangirled on him and he unfollowed me. (laughs) So fuck Aaron. Fuck you, Aaron. Aaron. Oh, (laughs) mate. That yeah, is, fuck no, yeah, serious. I'll happily, yes, I'll happily set up a beef with Aaron Carter. I'm happy with that any day of the week. I had like <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart follow me on Twitter. Oh yeah, I, I had that. Like, yeah, and I was like, oh, I got so excited. And then you realised you followed twenty four thousand yeah, people. Yeah, I was like, following you back. Fuck that shit. You know so what I mean? She, know, so did so she still follow you? Yeah. That's quite sick. I don't follow her back. I oh, fuck that shit. DMs. Nah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Clarissa explains it all. But also because I looked at some don't of her I, tweets. you like, hey baby, what you wearing? So it's a real teenage witch. <laughs> what spells you got? No, like I was <laughs> like, <laughs> you know you what I mean? You put a spell but- on me with your beauty. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I, look, I looked at her tweet, Clarissa. And I, I, I started looking at the tweets and it was so right wing, Republican, all of this uh, shit. And I was like, nah, bruh. But no, the best follow I've ever had, which is a constant strand through the Thanks for Trying podcast, anyone who listens will will know uh, my weird fascination. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it or not. I've never listened to this before Even in my life. He's never listened to the podcast. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> who are you? Um, is Was it with- Nick Carter? My Uber's coming. Car, in yeah. <laughs> it's, it's for my favourite TV show ever, which is Due South, which I, I, I oh, yeah, do speak did know about. That. Yeah, did you know, know that. Know that. Uh, which is the greatest TV show ever made. I just, I have to say that all of the time. Uh, and I had an actor <laughs> from that, David Marciano, uh, who plays uh, the the jaded Chicago cop Ray Vecchio, uh, and uh, in in the TV show Due South, and he followed me on Twitter, and I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care if you're you, whatever you're saying right now. You are my hero. I'm going to follow back. 
And one of these days, I'm going to talk to him. That's I think you should story. get him on the podcast. I would love that, but no one else would give a fuck. I mean, apart from like three episodes of CSI that he was in. Hey, this is the thing. Don't, don't say what. I what if he's listening and now you're saying no one's going to give God. a fuck? David Marciano, if you're listening. I mean, wait, wait, hang on. Not the Mountie. Not, not the Mountie. It was the cop. I reckon you'd be flattered to be on your podcast, but until you just so. said that. I know, because you might be listening. Yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds might be listening. There's so many people that might be listening right now. And Aaron Carter probably no is. Or no one. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So actually, you don't want to talk about Made in Chelsea, but I want to talk about oh, it. Wait, what? <laughs> Were you on Made in Chelsea? Not that I... Oh, he's excited now, Ashley. You can't let him down. Look at Look at him. Look at that face. You can't let that beautiful No, that down. face is disappointment. No. No, that's that excitement. Is not, I'm not disappointed. Yeah. There's, a, there's at least tell three people about... in this room that are fans of Made in Chelsea and I won't tell you who they are. There's only four. And I'm not one of them. <laughs> You're not one of them. <laughs> so between, between the four other people in here, there's Shit. three fans of Made in Chelsea. Is, were so... you on that show? That I... I mean, yeah, I'm, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to stop. My, my grave is already deep enough. <laughs> No, I'm please. I, I respect um, anyone that doesn't know because then they don't bring it up. Sorry, I'm not sorry at all. Good. You That's got cool. come on. You got to say something. Yeah. Do you know what? Okay, I did when I did the show. Obviously, I'm glad that I did it because. Um, how, how long were you on for on it for? Like eight months, I think. So I'm glad I did it because um, I basically so here's a little nutshell of my life mm -hmm. grew up in a working working class background near newcastle went to a one scholarship to a posh school um and i had like this weird like dual life growing up where i'd be at a posh school with like the aristocrats and then i'd go home and my dad was a truck driver and because my mum as a hairdresser so I'd like spend a, do you know that in a truck there's a bed on the top deck yeah. so I'd basically spend my school That's holidays sick. truck driving with my dad and then go back to the school That's where everyone cool, so I had this like kind of mental life and then um, because of the school that I went to and I guess because my parents obviously um, put so much um, pressure on education because for mm. them like they never they both for whatever reason had to leave school before GCs and um, for them that was like they wanted us to have a better life blah 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 so I started radio when I was 16, like just work experience and stuff, but I had to go to uni, do all that like standard stuff. And I, even though I knew I wanted to be a presenter, partly because of, I love how I said, this is like the nutshell of my life. This is great. I'm into um, it. So because, partly because of where I grew up and like there not really being that many like opportunities for like this kind of world. So I didn't think it was mm. a possibility, but also because of pressure, I, I'm quite like academic not my general knowledge is shit, but I'm quite academic. So, so I had like a lot of pressure mm. from like so schools and unis academics. to do like university and graduate jobs and all that. Yeah. That when I got to a um, certain age and I was like, shit, I always wanted to be a presenter. And suddenly I'm in this like normal job life and hating my work. So I quit my job, did a TV presenting course. And, um, I did like loads of promo work and whilst I was sending my showreel, like my, you know, those like really shit, but like fake showreels where you've got a fake background, you know, those like paid courses like M you do. <laughs> MTV auditions. Yeah. And um, when I sent out my, my uh, showreel to all these like production companies and cha every channel I could think of, um, the, the comp made in Chelsea's production company were basically like, well, we wouldn't have you on, uh, as a like we wouldn't have any presenting jobs for you but would you want to go on Made in Chelsea but for me it was quite jokes because obviously I've got a posh voice but in my head I'm still Geordie because that's how I grew up so I was like what mm. 
okay and I was that friend that anyone who watched a reality TV show I'd be like oh my god you need to get a life and anytime we were out in London and anyone was from a reality show was out I'd like if my friends were bothered I was like oh my god you need to get a life and I would only watch like <laughs> documentaries QI question of sport but suddenly when it was put to me I couldn't get an agent I didn't have any contacts and then I obviously you see people on the show that like are doing well so I was like okay cool I'll try it out and it kind of like went from there but I didn't tell my parents I only told my brother and sister I didn't tell my friends because I was too embarrassed after like beefing them for watching it and then um my brother and sister the night before I was going to be on were like you need to tell mum and dad because it's not fair if like mum goes to the hairdressers and everyone's like oh have you seen what Ash has done and then uh, my dad was like, well, if they need a Geordie, <laughs> if they need Geordie Jeff to come in, you know where I am. Uh, <laughs> the character so sorely missed from yeah, Made in Chelsea, Geordie um, Jeff. But do you know what? So I did it and the moment, like, I, I was dating someone and the moment that ended, I, that there wasn't really, like, a purpose for me to be on it anymore. And I find that a lot of people that go on the show but kind you of... someone in the show. Yeah, so that was, like, I guess my main storyline. Yeah. And when that we broke up... Um, there wasn't really like my storyline I guess came to an end and there's a lot of people that go on the show and kind of like chase storylines yeah. so they'll like mm. fuck someone or you know it's just a bit brutal like even one of was the girls weird? was it quite one of a the, weird experience yeah so yeah. one of the girls I was friends with I found out when I watched it on TV that she was actually fucking my ex because she was one of the girls that was desperate for a storyline and like for me in my like life I'm not one of those people that if my friend is fucking my ex, they're no longer my friend. Whereas on that show, yeah. it's a bit mad, isn't it? Like, so I left, but off the back of it, I got a an agent and a present, yeah. like presenting job, which is what I set out to do. Um, so it's cool, but I was. It's not like I'm embarrassed that I was on it because it, I wouldn't be where I was. It's not like but you it's went on it ironically. No, but do you know what it is? It's more that I find it like annoying that people presume that that's my background when I'm yeah. actually really proud of my parents for coming from this like working class background mm. and giving me what they have. But then a lot of people presume that I've had like this silver spoon life. Yeah. Hey, Drake was on a TV show. It's fine. Degrassi. Look, I think it's cool. Like, and it's a cool thing to say to like my grandkids if I have children, ever have children, <laughs> probably not. Um, we'll all be dead or by just then. my dogs when, when I tell my dogs and my cats that I was on I think it's do you know what I mean it's like a cool thing to say that I've been yeah, part of but it's more that I feel like absolutely. it's the stereotypes and even like doing say like the the it's taken me a long time I think to make headway or be respected in terms of like the music because a lot of people who know me will be like what the one that was on Made in Chelsea but now I'm kind of getting there and it's cool I don't think anyone in the grime scene has ever seen that show <laughs> I yeah, I know. I, I actually sent. I got. I got sent on Twitter a clip of me on it, and I sent it to Merxton. He was like, "Yo, I don't think I've ever seen you on it." No, that's a good thing. I mean, how many probably episodes? because <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've watched so many even, even I've watched if, all of the to episodes. be fair, like even if you're a massive main Chelsea fan, like you could have just like gone to make a cup of tea and missed me. Shit, that's such a mm. shame. They missed a trick then. By not making, you know, you in every single scene, mm. stabbing people no, repeatedly in the face. Do you know what? I could have been <laughs> a bigger part, I reckon, but um, I chose love. <laughs> I've always had like an idea in my head. Like I've never been bothered about fame. And it's weird because even when people would come up to me, I didn't really like it. Because yeah. when I was on the show, like, obviously you're very quickly like famous to an extent. Yeah. 
and I never liked it. Like I used to find it really weird that I'd go out. I remember even going back to um, where I'm from, you have to go get a train to Newcastle and then like this really little train to where I live. And it'd be me and my sister and people would be like trying to take pictures of me like on the train. And I was like, this is just a bit weird because it's just me. So I think because I never liked Chase fame and I've always had an idea in my head of what I've wanted to do. Like I wouldn't say it's been easy, but just work and think, take time. And then like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Profound. Very profound. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm going to continue that with that strand after we have our tradition. Thanks for trying podcast tradition of a piss break when we will return I did mine when I arrived is this so traditional or do you just good. need a piss no 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 this is every single time you know if you listen to the podcast actually James you would know no I listen every time alright 45 minutes I was in joking. we have a piss break and then a shot when we come oh, back oh really yeah you know come on you know that Ruben <sighs> embarrassing Is it that time? Monday night, you guys are rowdy. No, I'm not, I'm right. not on it. I'm like that. Did it, sorry, wait, okay. I've well, got a nine to five oh, job. Well, well, welcome back to the Thanks for Trying podcast. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the Thanks for Trying podcast. You uh, freelance fucks. <laughs> We've come back uh, to a clearly drunk this Ruben. This is bullshit. How do, you, told, you told me to pour yourself a drink, to pour you a I drink. I can't believe that I'm the only one that didn't have a wee. Uh, I know, this is what they I'm say. I thought women had wee. worse bladders than men, but I'm Clearly doing it for not. the feminists right now. Hold my that wee bladder. for the women. Hold it for the girls. Hold it for the... <laughs> down. Hold it. Yeah, Hold my it bladder is ridiculous. I need to... to like urinate. a camel in the desert. Yeah. I, I'm not like that. I need to wee all the time. I, I need to <laughs> urinate like every five also, to six minutes. Also, once you break the seal, you're, yeah. you guys are fucked the, for the rest of the, the podcast. I might have to leave midway through this half to just... Already now thinking about it. I love how you it. call it half, like a football game. Yeah. It is, it is. What, oh, a oh, what, what a lad. What a lad. Ashley, James. Season ticket holder, Arsenal FC. God, I love Arsenal. Sorry. I do love Arsenal as well. Are these shots? Yeah, I'm actually yeah, um, Chris, Christmas shopping while we talk. Is that all right? No, that's fine. Because we'll get to that after the shop. <laughs> I just that got it in my head. full of whatever it is. These are what? the specific. I thought it had orange juice in it. It's not orange juice. It's your fucking, sh- the thing you just pulled. Yeah, when you said we'll have that with orange. Uh, not with orange. This is a shop. But shock. the guys, Why did you they say won't orange? know if I don't do this. Because it's got an orange lid. Everybody. Okay, so this is, we're cheersing a shot. Ashley James brought us a, a lovely bottle. What is this? Of Cointreau. I honestly don't know what it is. I've never so, shot it a Oh, Point show before. You can just fucking shoot whatever you want, mate. Cheers, Ashley. There you go. Sorry. Cheers, Sante. All right. Eyes. It's a tradition. Cheers. Thank you very much. I've never had this before. Oh, it does taste of orange. Oh, smell nice. of orange. What a load of bullshit. Oh, that's. Yeah, give me like that. All right. It's yeah, like right. a modern cool. day tre- Terry's chocolate orange. Oh, it's fucking delicious. I'll do like 10 more of those. I definitely don't need any more alcohol for the rest. It's good. <laughs> Booze is good. Booze is healthy. That's what you need. <laughs> so Ashley James, you're looking at your phone because you're ordering Christmas no, presents. Christmas shopping. Put it down and talk to me about something I want to talk to you about. Which is... I'm going to pro- airplane mode it just in fucking case. Airplane just in case it's an interference. No, if one much. of my side dicks hits me up. Oh, wow. there you go. <laughs> side dicks. I was going to say side chicks. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. That's amazing. Side I dicks. I can keep that in if you... I will keep, There's I'll no keep. side dicks. Oh, right, cool. 
Side dicks suggest they've got problems. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want a side dick. You need to and get also, that I'm just, I'm just you need to get that removed if you Grand if you're listening. Grand if you're listening. For some reason, I'm just... get that lasered off. Lasered off. I'm just imagining Sideshow Bob but with a dick attached to his side. Like, wow. Is it imagery But does it mean he's got one at the front as well? No. Oh, just the side. No, He's got a smaller version of his face down there. One in a thousand. One can we just talk about Peppa Pig for a minute? He's definitely just a penis and I can't believe that got passed off. Wow. Definitely been talking about dicks way too long. Have you yeah. seen pictures of Peppa Pig? I don't, I don't recreationally look at balls. Peppa Pig. Can you Are get... we back in? Are we yeah, recording? I think we're in. We've been in for a minute. If you get Peppa Pig up... Can you, no, whoever, no, no, can you reload? Not, we're not reloading. Whoever the, this is in. This is how we go. We cartoonist, whoever the cartoonist was of Peppa Pig, when he, when he pitched that to ITV or BBC, whatever it is, can we just... Look, get All it up. Right. Get it up. Producer Serb is getting up a picture of Peppa Pig. That is a fucking penis and balls. <laughs> when the guy was like, I've got this idea for a kids TV show. Yeah, with, with warts. <laughs> did with did warts no one on say... It looks like a dick. I mean, it, it kind of does. It definitely doesn't it look definitely like. Definitely does. No, maybe not yours, but it, is it? <laughs> if you were to draw Crazy. a penis and balls from the side, a side dick. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's, it's, the, it's the two ears protruding on his head that make me think genital warts. It happens to some people. <laughs> well, it STIs does. are a thing. Get yourself checked, ladies or be, and gentlemen. Or wear protection. Or don't have sex like me. Pe- Peppa Pig, get yourself checked out. Because you might actually be a penis <laughs> attached to a pig's body. So get yourself checked out, Peppa Pig. That is the long, long and short of it. Hi, Gran, if you're listening. Welcome back to the second wow. half, everyone. This yeah, is uh, so last, how... last Skeptic podcast. Thanks for trying. Um, so... Oh, I thought you were saying to Ruben, thanks for trying. As in, this is the last... Yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> so, thanks for trying a podcast, um, episode nine. I don't even know anymore. Fuck knows what episode this is. So, no. what I was going to ask you, Ashley Louise James, is um, basically, you've got, because I. Listen, I struggle every year with Christmas shopping, all right? This is oh, I I, every it. single year, okay? So I've been, I've been brought. You got you've got a what the kids call a website, and on that you've got a little Christmas shopping guide. I've looked, I've browsed it. I can't afford anything. It's fine. What have you not seen that under ten pound section? What I didn't scroll down further enough. Basically, you got bored. It was gifts, for, <laughs> gifts for him over fifty pounds. Gifts for him under fifty pounds. What what kind of fucking cheapskate are you anyway? I like a big one. Have you got an under one pound range? Oh my god, pound! Can we just talk about the fact that? You know how it was Black Friday? Yeah, last yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah, and Cyber Monday. Well, I don't understand. So, today. this is a true story. <laughs> Poundland did Black Friday, and there wow. was a queue. Was it just free? Outside Poundland. <laughs> and my what? question is if it's Black Friday, <laughs> would you rather save 50p in Poundland or maybe go to a different shop and get a bargain? Poundland. Yeah. Poundland every day. Do you know what? It's true, isn't it? Like 50p is 50p, where it's like, even if you get, like, for example, Urban Outfitters had 50% off. Wouldn't you rather get 50% off? You're still going to shell out 40 quid or whatever. 40 quid on a fucking, what is it? You were buying Kim, you should buy a notepad for like 18 pounds. It's like, all right, I'm not going to spend a notepad. Anyway, my gift guides. I don't make notes. I'm too gangster to make notes. Even gangsters make notes. Even really, I got it. Noted. Even gangsters make notes. New album, Last Skeptic. Even gangsters make notes. It's, it's a good title. Noted. 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 Down. Write that down. Last Skeptic. What is your new album called? I can't say it on air. Ooh, uh, 
Oh, I, I can't. I can't tell you. I could, have to wait. but I won't. Oh shit! Because it'll get cut out anyway. They all know what it is. Yeah, so Everyone do you. But I, don't, I actually don't know what it is. He's forgotten already. He's drunk. You haven't told me. That is so. I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. If you um, he's just angling to make the artwork on the new album. I know. I do kind of want. I'm not to angling. Just, I know. You just no, I think I'm not angling. I think I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm out. I'm out. Fucking hell, it's escalated quickly. It's everything, it's second half. Can we just talk about happens. my gift guide again? Sorry, yeah, gift guide. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Right, so I've got... Christmas. So because got... Christmas is soon and people listening to this, it's going to come out a couple of days, couple of day, days, days time. Basically, because everybody always struggles with ki- Christmas gift Christmas Christmas kiss. Shopping. I spent Shocking. a good five days going through all the websites, cheap ones and expensive ones. I do put the expensive ones out there just in case yeah, yeah, yeah. someone rich comes along and they're like, what, three grand for headphones? Yeah. But there's also like, so I do over 50 pounds, under 50 pounds for girls and boys. I do men's, women's, dogs, because I buy my dog's presents. And also uh, Secret Santa, so under 10 pounds. And they're all on there and it's a visual board because I can't be asked with like clicking links to find it it's basically just a board that you go and if you like it cool and if you don't like it cool but my favorite part of my website is my inspiration page which is basically separated into films documentaries series and books and it is a visual pinterest board it's not pinterest it's my website but it's like a visual board of anything that I watch or read that I recommend. It's, it's brilliant that you have the inspirations page because you also well, have lots of like inspirational females as well, which I thought was fucking I dark. mean, it's a tenuous link, but it is one. Yeah, I have a squad page, which is girls in my industry. Do you know what it is? So basically, when I, when I started this industry, I was like, oh my God, everyone's so nice. It's amazing. And then when I came off the TV show that we don't talk about, but we do talk about in this podcast, apparently... I realised that, oh my God, people weren't actually my friends. They just were nice to me because I was on a TV show. Whereas there is a select few people in the industry that actually do genuinely support each other. Because there's so many cunts within the industry. I mean, the industry is a cunt. It's ridiculous. It's rife with cunts. Not that being a cunt is a bad thing. Big up the feminists. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, there are a lot of them. Dickheads. Yeah, exactly. Peanut, peanut. There's a lot of peanut. That's the plural, by the plural, way. Plural, yeah. yeah. Octopi. Uh, Octopi. Yeah. Spud. Spud for that. That All was right. a spud. That was a spud. 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 Um, yeah, there's a lot of peanut and uh, yeah. cunt, cuntai within the industry um, and so it's nice for you to actually find people and it, it, for all of us they're actually fucking safe as hell. Yeah, and so <laughs> I decided to do a squad page which is basically a page of people in my industry so either like presenters, radio DJs, DJs, bloggers, whoever it is just yeah. cool people in the industry that help people whether they're above or below them because I think like in any industry like whether you're a fireman that's my dad hi dad um, big up or, all the firemen two jobs truck driver and fireman fair play um, yeah basically Hero. in any industry I think there's like people that will only help people if that person benefits them whereas there's yeah. like the rare group of people yeah that are just like there for you so exactly that's the squad page that's fucking cool as hell and it's ladies as well yeah because I think especially girls don't support each other yeah 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 mm. the girl that I fat my boyfriend's not on the squad page is she not what a bitch. hopefully she's dead Nah, she's alive. <laughs> Not doing that well now, though. <laughs> 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 Embarrassing. 
Wow. Got kicked off the show and now what? Whoa. Um, one thing I did want to talk to you about, because I have a list of things. No, I'm drunk, so I'm just going to go through them without tenuous. Li- well, no, it's more, it's so tenuous that it's past tenuous because I'm not even linking. The, we shot a film together. I think we can say that we're yeah, going to be on Red Bull TV, so it's not a film, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. TV yeah, show. we did a whole 22 minute episode. Is it 22 minutes? 22 minutes. That's what they told us. Is it? Yeah. God oh. fucking hell, we were there for 24 hours. I know we were. How fucking boring are we that they only got 22 minutes <laughs> out of that? Each episode's 22 minutes. So we fit, I mean, I'm sure they could have made three or four episodes with our Maybe banter. they are. To be fair, this is tr- a true story. They did say that everyone that watched it said that we're so funny that it's actually the that the favourite thing that they've shot. Yeah, because nothing actually happened in our entire night. Except yeah, well, I was like, in my head, I was like, really? Because I thought I was fucking boring that night because oh, we, we sold ourselves as like, yeah, we're fucking good time people, but I had a flight to Ibiza at like 7am yeah, and yeah. when they said it might not finish until 6am. I had Impetigo. I was fucking... <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, and I'm just I fucking dull. all over my face going, I've got all these things on my face. Yeah, it was fucking grim. But we, we had a... It was it was we sick. We had a hoot. It was fucking hilarious. And I just did so many like side looks to camera after making terrible puns. I think I did that as well. Punishment. <sighs> I deserved punishment after that. It was a good... I think we should... <laughs> It's coming out like I think sometime next year. It's a long process. I was a lot of fun in Ibiza the next day. Jesus, I bet. I bet you went to fucking Ibiza. I don't even know how you managed that. Factual. (laughs) I'm a Geordie. I'm never going to fucking miss a flight. I have to pay more money. (laughs) Why is this a thing that Geordies don't miss flights? Because we don't fucking pay extra money for shit. Wait, where? Where? What's the name of the town that you're from? It's actually, this is a true story, officially the centre of Britain. So if you take the most northern British Isle, the Mm -hmm. most southern British Isle, well, the east and the west, because you know how the centre works, right? No no idea. Um, It is my town, Mm -hmm. which is called Holtwistle. Big up Holtwistle. Um, There's graffiti in Holtwistle calling it Oh, you said, because I'm I'm hearing like an X and a T at the same time. Halt. (laughs) Halt whistle. Halt. I didn't get the X and the T reference. Are you saying that I've got a list? No, no, I just didn't know how to spell it. It was it, it was literally more of a... Halt whistle. Halt whistle. Do you what? have a lisp? I didn't think I did until you thought I either said an X or a T. <laughs> <laughs> Do people lisp Xs? Because that would be a sick kind of lisp. DMX. Maybe he's actually DMX. called DMT. <laughs> DMX. <laughs> That would be. I I really want to redo every DMX song, but with a lisp now because I feel like that would add X, a whole new. Gonna con- give it DMX, to you. DMX, gonna give it. Gonna give it to you. <laughs> I, th- I feel like you were just a Northern Irish DMX by then. Well, X yeah. gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Wow. Um, you were mentioning that you you have a. You, mm. you, you, yeah. What did you drink? I forgot. We ran out of tropical punch, and I just down the rest of the. You drank um, rum. That, this is what I was talking about something. earlier. I ordered. A rum and coke mm-hmm. the other night. Mm-hmm. No, rum and ginger ale the other night. Oh, yeah. At the Urban Music After Party. And mm. I was given white rum and they would not ref- they would not change it because they said I didn't specify the rum. Mm. Should have specified. If anyone's listening that thinks, what's wrong with that? White rum and ginger ale, that sounds nice. 
Is it gingerbread or ginger beer? I never know the difference. I never know the difference. No, one of them's alcoholic and one of them isn't. No, it's not. Ginger beer. No, 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 ginger beer is like a tiny percent alcoholic. I swear it is. No. Like 0.1%. No. Yeah. They're both non-alcoholic, but they're both gingery. Bullshit. Oh my God, my whole life I've lived in fear of ordering the wrong one and thinking, shit, maybe I'm going to eat like end up double mixing my alcohols yeah no you're good ginger beer is not so they're both not alcoholic no so what's the fucking difference because if you think about ale is still a type of beer yeah but what's what's, okay so let's get to the broader subject what's the difference between ale and beer oh I mean one tastes really bad yeah so you don't know you you tried to do a sigh like oh here she goes she's stupid here she goes again on an Ashley but then you realise that you don't know absolutely no idea tweet us tweet us in the difference is one like not fizzy and one's fizzy (laughs) what what are we looking at can I have another I've got another question as well and ginger (laughs) no okay go on I have to I have to say things out loud when I'm googling them why you google because you're a mum mate you definitely shouldn't google it no the dry version is what we recognise today as ginger ale it's pale in colour and has a mellow ginger flavour the big difference between ginger beer you're a mellow ginger flavour alright yeah alright yeah (laughs) Uh, between ginger beer and ginger ale is ginger beer is brewed fermented but ginger ale is just carbonated water that's been flavoured with ginger so ginger beer is what you want because it's proper mm. ginger because it's been fermented up in this bitch and ginger ale is just some fucking bullshit they've just put a bit of flavour of it up in there flavour so you want ale and then you want to know the difference between ale and beer well here we go can I just give a little tip while you're googling don't say it out loud while I'm googling it if um, like me, you like champagne slash prosecco slash carver, anything that's fizzy, that's a wine. Mm-hmm. If you've still got a soda stream, <laughs> soda stream, this is true. Yeah. If you've still got a soda stream knocking around from back in the day, if you get the cheapest bottle of wine, yeah, soda stream it, fucking champagne. Wow, spritz. Wow. No, it's just genuine champagne. In it's just genuine champagne. <laughs> hey, genuine if champagne. you're listening and you live in the champagne region and you you're so just... You're so, a liar. No, and you How so just How many listeners do you have wine? from the champagne region? <laughs> well, quite Bare a lot listeners. Amount, actually, yeah. Especially when we hashtag champagne. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> champagne region. Do you, do hashtag want- bonjour. <laughs> just so that they know we're saying hello at the same time otherwise they'll be like this isn't directed at us no not at all it's just around oh my god they're saying hello to us in French in our own native language okay so ales hello and- to us in French <laughs> in their native language bonjour ales and lagers are brewed with different types of yeast ale yeast ferments at the top of the brewing vat at a comfortable room I reckon everyone's really enjoying this no there you go the last sentence that I read in my pedo voice Uh, the main difference this is probably quite a good episode just saying you you guys do you guys want to learn you know what I mean or you know alright the main difference between the two they definitely don't tune into your Ruben Dan God do you want do you, do you want to be invited back? Do you want to do his album want, cover or not? I don't want to be invited back. If you keep talking over him, you're never going to get to do his album cover. I'm shutting up. I never want to draw his face again. The main difference between the two is the different wow, types so of yeast that they both so use. It's my Should we just end it there? It's fine, you broke it. You broke the mug, it's okay. Broke That's a fun mug. The handle off he the bro- mug. He just broke the handle off the mug. He couldn't handle he it. He could say that. I couldn't handle it. Are you mugging him off? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, One clap. Oh, wow. 
Um, before you get so drunk that you fall over, talk to me about David Attenborough. What do you want to know? Well, obviously, we're all fans of David Attenborough. Obviously. <sighs> yeah, and obviously. he's fucking 90 years old. Can you say you're related to him? I wish I was. I wish he was my granddad. Every, him and Chris, basically, my ideal family would be if I had Christopher Walken on one side and David Attenborough what, on the other side. in a gay marriage? No, like, the, one granddad was Christopher Walken. Right. And one granddad was... David Attenborough. Your grandmas were fucking Christopher Walken and they wish <laughs> they they fucking wish. Uh, yeah. What do you want to know? Well, I don't. So know. no, because you did you did a portrait of David Attenborough doing a dab. Well, it was because he is a grandson. Have you seen Planet Earth? You've Fast seen the one with the baby iguanas being chased by the snakes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that daily, man. Nuts. Come on now, that shit is amazing. That's industry wrapped up within a scene. Yeah. I can't believe I just broke your mug. I don't even know how I, I broke your mug. It's fine. I'll probably break all the mugs later in a fit of rage. So, like, you did, so you did a dab. What inspired you to do a portrait of David? Because I fucking, obviously, I love David Attenborough. She did one as well of Corbyn doing a dab. Big, I did do a Corbyn. Big oh, up Jeremy Corbyn. I love Corbyn. fucking Jeremy Corbyn. You love I don't love dab. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi again. Hello. <laughs> no, do you know what it was? Jay. It's basically because people were talking about how he couldn't win that particular mm. leadership re-election. Mm, 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 mm. And uh, they were talking about how the young people couldn't win. Like, well, basically, it was the young people that got him in. It yeah, was our generation that got him in. And the dab feels like quite a suitable celebration for the people of our generation when I you just think about... I'd like yeah. to put out there that I'm um, the worst dabber in the UK and probably in the world. <laughs> I don't know because I can't dab. I don't know how to respond. I, I can't dab without lifting my opposite leg, so my dab looks like a river dance. Yeah, I've noticed that. Fair play. That's true. So when you draw me like one of your French girls, paint me like one of your French girls, and um, when you do me doing the dab, my opposite leg has to be up in the air. Yeah, just okay. remember that. Oh, definitely that. remember that when I'm doing life. it. Because 2016 has been pretty fuckery, basically. And I hope David Attenborough makes it out the other end. You know what? Like, and that's the most fucked up thing is he's 90 years old. Like, same age as my nan. Big up my nan, yeah? Mm, big up. And like... Hi, Corinne's nan. Watching Pearl, she's, she's, she's fantastic. Yeah. She always gets a shout out on this, on this podcast. <laughs> and, um, but like, it, it does worry me. People are old. And, you know, people who are old, they die. I but actually... there's, there's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean... Obviously, like people like Nas and Jay Z, they're not, they're not there yet. But yeah. there's, it is one of those things that I do think about, where it's like when your heroes, yeah, that's how you know you're next. die, and when you're older than Biggie. Oh my god, I mean? that's right. That's mad. We are older than. Oh Biggie. my god, do you know what I realised? Yeah. We are older than pop stars and footballers. Footballers is one I realised recently. I love football. That is <laughs> I love football. I'm a man. You no, know, but isn't that it's shit? Yeah. Like, right. not if we were enter the X factor, not Peter Ch- Bob we Peter would Ch- be in the overs yeah, category. He's older we are older than pop stars and footballers. Like fucking hell. I do feel I no because wow. but it's true. David Attenborough, I feel for me is like one of those guys where you. I can't really imagine my life without David. Well, so what will, ha- what will happen for us? Because listen, I will not give a fuck when the Queen dies. Yeah, I just won't. <gasps> wow. Care. Like I, w- I won't care apart from the fact that there'll be loads. Hi, if you're listening. There'll be fucking loads definitely... of wankers out there going, "Oh my God, the Queen tourism, tourism's going to be affected," and I'll fucking hate that shit, and I'll be very angry. I don't give a fuck. And like, uh, but 
I will care so much. I will probably cry when David Attenborough Yeah, of dies. course. This is generation. Yeah, I don't even like saying when because I think it won't he happen. He's eternal. Yeah, he is eternal. Part of the girl band. Eternal secret. were a fan. He was the secret member. Eternal <laughs> were fucking amazing, all right? Waterfalls, no, don't go chasing them. Waterfall. No, what? No, but that's not TLC. TLC, you prick. I'm just going to chill out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch last night, very quick mention to, to the, the organised noise documentary that everyone at home should watch, who wrote... Just confirming. Waterfalls for TLC. They're amazing producers and writers, and they also wrote Don't Let Go by En Vogue. I feel like none of this was on your list. None of this was on my list. Fuck my list. Wait. Your list looks shit, by the way. It looks like a shopping list. Do you hear that? I've just scrunched up the list. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually no. said everything on the list, so that's probably it. Was why. quite a shit list. I was going, I was going to get you to big up GQ or something. Who's, who's big up been GQ. Really nice to you recently. I was going to get you to talk about it, but that was the only other thing. Yeah, on the you list. know what? It's weird because, like, true story. GQ um, did an article on. It's called How to Date Ashley James. GQ. Really... That's the that's the the tractor monthly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So GQ online. That was my Somerset accent. Tractors, big up. <laughs> big up no, so. so what did G, what did GQ say? What what are the tips for for all the budding guys and girls and Charlotte De Carl out there who uh, who, who guys, are, guys and girls? Them? One of the tips I really liked, and if you know me, you will know how much this is true. It said, if you like Ashley, you have to buy her super malt. Super malt. It tastes like shreddies. It does oh, taste like shreddies. It's so <laughs> nice. I I actually invented a cocktail the other on Friday after my radio show that I thought was so good but only I agreed which was super malt with spiced Jaeger and I was like oh my god guys I've just discovered the best cocktail try yeah. this and then everyone said it tastes like pilau rice but who doesn't like Ooh. pilau rice it is a classic I mean I like Bloody Marys because they taste like bolognese <laughs> so I think you could just make a whole menu where it's just like <laughs> amazing Sick. Join us for our Christmas lunch podcast. Feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our rice and bolognese. Wow, you know, I remember Supermalt, I remember back in the day because I went to school with Sway. Uh, rapper Sway is fucking mm. incredible. He taught me how to Little produce. Derek's doing okay. Big up Sway. And like he always used to say that like he was like, uh, he, used to say, he used to drink Supermalt all the time when we were kids. Like that was his thing. Everyone in school drinks Supermalt. And he said to me, he goes, because I used to drink Nourishment. And he was like, don't drink nourishment. Nourishment. Nour- oh, like nourishment's good. Vanilla or what flavour did you go Vanilla, with? peanut butter. I mean, butter, you can tell I went to in the Lake District because I'm like, what is this? They didn't. Could- I don't think they shipped it to Lake no. District. Pound we a can, had, um, Dunn's River. Cranberry juice, drink. orange juice, apple juice. It's like a milkshake, but really heavy, kind of like mi- condensed milk kind of sh- thing. It's fucking incredible. And he goes to me, he saw me one day in school and he was like, you shouldn't drink that, man. Uh, it makes you infertile. You should drink super malt instead. <laughs> Nourishment makes you. I mean, I, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, how does this? How does this even happen? Oh my God. It's a fucking condensed milk drink. <laughs> but as a as a twelve year old, you're like, I don't know what I'm infertile so is. <laughs> so I don't know what infertile <laughs> is, but I'm scared, so I'm not gonna drink anymore. Uh, as you know, what that that is a perfect moment to uh, wrap up episode nine. Can you actually rap now? I don't want to wow everybody with it. I'd probably. I'd like you to wrap up with a rap. You know, I'm not going to do it today. Maybe the next episode, episode oh. 10, which leads me to plugging episode 10, which both of you, I hope you will be in attendance, which we are doing live. Absolutely. 
Crumb Dingles. Thank you, guys. Um, make sure you're there. Episode 10, live at the Phoenix in London uh, on December 18th with Ed Scrine, who is in here today, by the way. Big up Ed Scrine for just passing through. Um, and Doc Brown. Uh, and they will both be there on stage. And we are going to be doing a podcast live. So make sure you are there. Buy your tickets. Come down. It's going to be fucking at least moderately hilarious. So thank you so much to my wonderful, beautiful, fantastic guests, Ruben Dangor and Ashley James. I'm going to keep clapping so we sound really popular. (laughs) You've been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast episode 9. Hosted by myself, The Last Skeptic. Big shout out to my guests, Ruben Dangor and Ashley James. Shout out to you for listening and big thank you to everyone who's been downloading all of the episodes. Get in touch. Let us know who you want to see on future episodes and all that shit. Big thank you to Seb White for recording it as always. Episode 10 will be up online after we do the live recording, so it'll be up just before Christmas. Big up yourselves. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.